Well, the Melbourne Storm are one of two teams that have had to change their training base as we try to get the 2020 NRL season back on track. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Storm prop Christian Welsh. Christian, uh, thank you uh, for joining me. Uh, you're in Albury now with your teammates. It was a little bit of a, a rocky start when you arrived in town. Is everything all smooth sailing now? Uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, we've uh, we've all linked up in Albury and uh, it's been really good to be back in the squad amongst all the personalities we have and the coaching staff. It's obviously been a while since we've all been back together. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a rocky road at the start, but thankfully to the Albury Tigers, uh, the, the AFL club for letting us use their facilities. And, and by general, um, yeah, I know the council uh, voted against us using the, the, the rugby league field, but we felt a really welcome from uh, the staff at the hotel, the, the gym we're using and, and the wider community of certainly sent messages to our players and the club about welcoming us to Albury. So uh, we do feel very welcome. Okay, so you are training on an Aussie rules uh, field, but given the professionalism of the Melbourne Storm, you've got your own rugby league posts up there. Yeah, they, they got the posts up uh, yeah, for training yesterday, which was really great. But um, the level of restrictions we're at the moment, you, you can't train together as a full team anyway. So uh, it wasn't, I suppose, that necessary this week. Uh, needing a full-size footy field because we've basically had to break training down into parcels um, where 10 players, I think, is, is roughly the max. Uh, so we're, we're basically broken up all around the field and doing kind of small-sided games and, and a bit of conditioning to, to blow the cobwebs out after, a, you know, it's been probably five or six weeks where we've been training in uh, isolation. So there's a lot of different things about training now compared to when you were before the COVID break. Uh, we saw the Melbourne Storm put out some vision of uh, you going through the protocols when you arrived in Albury. Uh, what are they like? Are you happy as a player, the, the stringent testing that's in at the moment? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think um, we've, we've set a date for May 28 and everyone's working really hard towards it. And I think we'll be one of the first professional sporting competitions to get back playing. And I think with that goes a bit of responsibility and a bit of trust um, that we need to earn uh, from the wider community to, you know, our first priority is keeping everyone safe uh, in our communities and cities and, and obviously as role models we want to be um, you know, taking it seriously so uh, yeah they're pretty full on you know you get your, your temperature measured um, you do questionnaire, do an app every day, uh, thermometers uh, so it's all about keeping uh, the, the community safe and then also the, the playing squad and other guys that you're in amongst training with so yeah really confident with all the uh, health protocols that we can uh, train and prepare well and, and safely I guess. Okay so one of the biggest talking points over the last month has been uh, the beard growth of your skipper Cameron Smith now he didn't need a month to grow it as you know he would have grown it overnight uh, do you know how long it's going to stay because it is an awesome beard? Yeah, he can grow a fair beard on Smithy. Um, don't know. Uh, yeah, he's, he's looking pretty sharp. I'm, I'm not sure if he stole it off uh, Todd Greenberg because he was he was rocking a pretty uh, stylish beard as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, obviously, Victoria's been pretty strict with their, their barbers and whatnot and, and obviously didn't trust uh, Barb to, to top it or trim it up. So he's just grown it out. So hopefully he sticks with it. He, he looks quite good and there's been some pretty friendly comparisons. I'm a big fan of the beard, clearly. Uh in isolation, I'm growing it until my hand and my boss gets his hands back on me and shaves mine off. Uh, from one Smith to another, uh, the block of cheese, uh, he's setting records, that's Brandon Smith, of course, uh, sending, setting records at training. Uh, is he now going to be known as the slice of cheese, given uh, how fit he looks? Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, I was running next to him on the yo-yo test and, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's moving pretty well. I don't know, that two weeks in quarantine at Crown has, has done him well. He's come out full of energy and full of life, you know, that he always is. So he's a 
it's great character to have at our club and, and great versatility, you know, obviously playing through the ruck as a, as a bit of a, um, you know, a big block of cheese running over blokes, but also having the ability to, to move into hooker if we need him to as well. So um, a great player and, and I think he'll have a big uh, season ahead come May 28. Okay, now we hopefully see you out for a big season ahead, but we're going to rewind because the last uh, six or eight weeks has been a roller coaster for everyone, but it's literally summed up your career. You debuted in 2015. Uh, you lost... A, sorry, these will be painful memories. You lost a grand final yeah. in 2016 uh, to the Sharks. You did your first ACL in 2017 and had to watch the Storm go on and win a premiership, a boyhood dream of yours. You then played 26 games in 2018, lost a grand final again, this time to the Roosters. Then last year, uh, you feared that you'd done an ACL... Uh, early on in the year, you bought yourself a lottery ticket and those fears, thankfully, weren't realised. You, were, you know, we're all happy to see that. Two months later, you make your origin debut, a boyhood dream finally realised. And then you did your ACL uh, as, on the other knee for the second time. I mean, that is a crazy, crazy four or five years. Uh, can you believe that you've been through such a roller coaster ride so far? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, when you put it like that, yeah, it's been pretty full on and obviously would have loved to have won one of those grand finals and obviously shattering and obviously lost my origin debut in game three last year. So, um, but you know, like I've had a great run. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my footy and, and the journey you go on and, and the seasons we've had, I think, I think my win rate's about 75% of club land, you know, so that's like, I've had some amazing ups, uh, obviously had some lows, but you know, you put it in perspective, you you know, an opportunity to play in grand final, you're, you're learning and playing with Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk. Um, you know, I would love to have that premiership ring. I would have loved to have not done ACL, but you put that in perspective to the, the problems I suppose real Aussies are facing, especially now going forward with the virus and you know unemployment rising and and you know insecure work and and stuff like that. It's uh, it pales in comparison. So um, really positive about coming back. I, I played a game in reserve grade earlier in the year and and I've been training really hard in isolation to put my name forward for a, a return, hopefully, in the NRL team pretty soon. Um, but, you know, as I'm also realistic. We've got, we've got an amazing set of forwards at the Storm, I think. Um, a lot of these guys don't get talked about because they're in Melbourne and, and potentially, you know, like Jesse Bromwich, I think if he was an Australian player who played Origin, he'd be talked about as one of the great props, uh, modern era props. But, um, you know, we've got, he's our leader. We've got Dale Finucane, um and then some, Real extraordinary players, uh, you know, Nelson with the power. And then, obviously, Tui's had such a great start of the season starting uh, for us at Prop. So, I think we've got some uh, real great depth. And I think that's been a bit of a strong point over the last couple of years for our, our ruck forward. So, got a lot, a lot of work to do myself to, to get back into that team. Mate, as I said, we hope to, to see you in there in the 17 soon when, when the game returns. But just back to some of those low moments uh, you've had a few. How do you get through those lowest of lows? Because... Uh, look, you know, looking on from the outside, I guess it can be a really, really lonely time. Yeah, and I think um, in 2017, when I first did my ACL, we obviously lost to Cronulla in pretty heartbreaking conditions there in 2016. And then 2017, things about round 10, we're on top of the ladder, uh, looking really good. And, um, and then to, to do my ACL was the first major injury I'd had. Uh, I was really struggling and, and kind of... Um, Went to the hospital to see my surgeon to book in for the date and obviously was aware of the timeline and was pretty shattered. And um, just walking through the, the Epworth Hospital in, in Richmond and Melbourne there, and you know, you're walking past people with cancer and 
permanent disabilities and, and really, really tough conditions that have lifelong effects on them and kind of kind of just took a, a bit of inspiration from that and then looked at my knee, you know, it's going to heal, I'm going to get back out there and, um, you know, I think that's really helped me mentally and then also getting involved with some charity work and, and helping people in our community, especially through Camp Quality, such an amazing charity that helps, you know, kids with, with childhood cancer. So I think, you know, combining a lot of those things and um, it gave me a really good perspective on uh, my issues and I suppose my down points. You mentioned you played a game in reserve grade earlier this year. So how is the knee? Because this time has been uncertain for everyone, but you must have been chomping at the bit to get back. Yeah, I think um, that really helped me, like getting that one game in before we go on the break. And I think obviously mentally that's your biggest hurdle for that game. You you almost treat that comeback game not as a not as a game, but as more of a, a training run, go out there, you know, fix minutes just get your, get through the game and, and get off. And I suppose it's a big mental hurdle. So, uh, you know, I've been really confident with my um, re- rehabilitation. Uh, I've done a few things in the off-season. Went and saw a pitch-ready specialist in, in Canberra who um, used to be a former Port Adelaide physio and he kind of does a lot of return-to-play return to testing. So I was really confident in, in the feedback I got from there and the work I'd already done throughout the pre-season. So, um, yeah, I've just, just got to get back out there and, and train well in the next kind of two to three weeks and hopefully uh, put my name forward for, for the, the game return. So is, uh, has this COVID period perhaps been a, a blessing in disguise for someone like you that, you know, to get more training under your belt or has it put you back in your rehab? No, I think I, I was ready to go. Um, and, and our physio, it's not, he doesn't look at it as time-based. He, he Kind of says if you're hitting the quantitative marks, if you're you're ticking the boxes, he's happy for you to go. Whereas um, some other physios have kind of time-based. Um, so I've just hit about nine months post-op now. So um, you know, more time is always beneficial to let the needs settle a bit. But your knee never it doesn't fully recover for a bit over two years. So you're always a bit of a higher risk. So um, now I've been working hard on that. So I wouldn't say uh, I've fallen behind or anything. So yeah. So do, what about the fear? Do you fear doing either of them again, given you just said it takes two years to, to you know, get them back to somewhere near full strength again? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so, like, takes, yeah. So, I, I don't know, it's natural to feel that, you know, you've done it twice and, and quite a long injury. And I, I think if you if you try and say you don't fear doing it again, you're, you're probably kidding yourself. So, I think being open to that. Uh, and then also, I think the way I look at it is... Um, with my injuries, you know, it's, you know, invest in other parts of your life. Uh, I've studied hard. I've, I've got a commerce degree. I'm doing my master's now and I've done some work with charities and stuff like that. And I think if you've got all your eggs in one basket, which might be football, and, and so you do another knee injury, I think um, you can really feel the effects a lot better. So a, a lot more. So having a balanced life and, and, and good people in your life, good family and support network, which we do have at the storm and, and some really good um, people that I can talk to for support. Yeah, we've had Slade Griffin, uh, Matt Duffy, Chandler, all these guys who've gone through similar uh, ATL journeys that, that have been really great and in, in inspiring me and, and giving me feedback. Mate, you are one of those good guys. You're one of the good guys in the game of rugby league. And during the COVID period, you've been putting your good guy, um, you know, attitude to good work. Um, you're a camp quality ambassador, which we all know, uh, but you did a call out to teachers on Twitter. Did you get any feedback firstly on that front? Yeah, I did um, just to help, you know, with the kids stuck at home and, and teachers obviously having to come up with a little online material. So did a few things uh, with Darren Nichols, actually, the former 
Dragons player and, and now he teaches at uh, Marsden High School, I believe, in Brisbane. So not that young kids want to learn how to do uh, prop stuff at that age. Generally, they want to be the, the flashy fullback or, the, you know, Josh Adakar scoring tries. So, uh, yeah, that was great. And, but, yeah, it was basically just trying to, obviously, us rugby league players uh, were bunkering down like pretty much everyone else in the community. So little stuff like that didn't didn't cost me any time or anything. So I was more than happy to try and help out. And, um, I suppose, you know, give back to the, the rugby league community that has been so supportful uh, for me throughout my career and I suppose my lows as well. So you put your hand up also uh, for some virtual calls with uh, Men of League Foundation and the hashtag support a senior. So you've been doing good things all throughout this break. Uh, why, why do you do it? Well, I think, um, you know, there's so many guys that do, do great things in our game and sadly, um, you know, the, the coverage look. of our game focuses a lot on the negative. Um, so, yeah, look, I think there's, there's guys all throughout the NRL doing great work for our community, great role models. And, um, you know, it doesn't cost me anything to do those and make those calls. And, and, and you see the impact. I saw um, the great Daily Chair Evans did a, a, a birthday call yesterday to a, to a young girl and, and she kind of broke down in tears. And I, I think as rugby league players and, and guys in our community, I think it's important to understand how much impact you can have on, on people, you know, doing it a bit tough or, uh, and you can really put a smile on their face by just, uh, you know, going out of your way a little bit and, and doing a few things like that. Okay. So what is your message to anyone that, that's watching this that may have been struggling or currently struggling uh, out there in the community? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just, just try and stick in there. Make sure you be open and, and, and talk to your friends and your close people and, and be honest with how you're feeling. You know, like in my ACL recovery, not every day is a great day where I want to jump in and, and do my rehab and train. And I think you've just got to be honest and open and, and, and just keep the discussion going and, and check in on your mates. Um, obviously, it's been a bit tough at the moment with uh, jobs and uh, a lot of businesses having to put stuff uh, off and like that. So I think, just think about your mates and who might be vulnerable or doing it a bit tough and, and send them a text or give them a call and, and just check in every now and then. Okay, uh, back on the footy front, uh, the game uh, is set to return on May 28. Uh, a lot of people, including yourself, are a bit sceptical early on. Are you confident we will definitely see footy on May 28? Yeah, I think so. And um, Yeah, I've got to take my hat off to, to Peter Vlandes. He's, he's done a great job in, in rallying the whole game, you know, the clubs, the, the governing body, the players, and, and all getting behind this date and working towards it. And, and obviously, we're hopeful of, uh, I suppose, the, the COVID cases dropping off and and the community cases dropping and, and, and hopefully we've we've gotten through all that. So, yeah, I'm very hopeful, uh, optimistic for May 28. I probably wasn't at the start. I was thinking it was probably a bit adventurous, but I've uh, been really impressed about the response and, and I suppose how how much detail we've taken. And I've noticed that the last couple of days, you know, the amount of testing and the, the really serious biosecurity protocols that all the staff and players are engaging in to, to keep themselves safe and also the community. Okay, so uh, any any concerns left for players, or you just everyone's just looking to that May twenty eight date and can't wait for it? No, look, I think everyone's pretty excited, and I think um, I think sometimes it gets a bit lost on us the you know the trickle down effect of the NRL. Yeah, uh, players are, are compensated quite well and, and paid well, but um, you know you, you think about the, the money that funds down to the states, the, the grassroots of our game. Uh, you know, why it's so cheap to sign up at a junior leagues club is because it's subsidised by the NRL, you know. And you think about the revenue of the NRL competition. Uh, you think about all, all the amazing social programs we have in schools, you know, with mental health uh, and eating health, healthy. Uh, the development officers going out all throughout Australia, to rural Australia, you know, getting kids a, a steed and, and, and 
um, a, a jersey and a kicking tee and you know and stuff like that. I think people uh, at times think it's just the players enjoying the benefits of the NRL competition, you know, which is true. But um, I think it has so much more of a flow-on effect at grassroots level, and and I think we all realise, uh, you know, community rugby league clubs uh, are often at the centre of you know of our communities, especially in rural areas uh, throughout Australia. So I think they're really important. So hopefully we can get the, the footy going and then obviously the, the revenue will flow onto those clubs in the States to, to keep young kids, uh, you know, healthy and, and playing footy. Okay, so you haven't played uh, NRL footy since August last year. How much have you missed it? How badly uh, do you want to get back out there with uh, your teammates? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's great. I, I just love being around the guys and it's a really special thing playing team sport as, you know, all our kind of viewers would would watch it. It's just great trying to achieve something with your mates that, you know, day in, day out. And, and at the Melbourne Storm, we, tra- we travel every second week. Um, we, we go away a fair bit. We're very close. Um, you know, there's pretty much no one in our Storm club from actually Melbourne. So a lot of these guys have moved their families and themselves to, to live in Melbourne and, and it turns into our family. So, um, yeah, really excited and, and just the camaraderie and, and the challenge, I suppose, being a front rower and, and I suppose your pack against their pack is something I've really missed. And yeah, there's some really talented and tough forward packs out there in the NRL that uh, we're really excited about playing. All right. And we're really excited to see you back uh, in the Melbourne Storm Colours uh, later this year. Uh, good luck with the next uh, few weeks of training. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I better not keep you any longer because no doubt Belly A could be knocking on the door saying, mate, back on the training paddock. <laughs> He's trying his best, yeah. I haven't forgot how uh, how hard these pre-season are with Belzer, so all good.